Welcome to the Sustainalize podcast, Walk the Talk on Sustainability. My name is Nick de Ruiter, I'm partner at Sustainalize. We're live from the Utrecht office. In the Walk the Talk on Sustainability podcast, we cover many uh, sustainability topics, such as um, uh, science-based targeting, how to make a strategy, how to go about reporting. Today, we'll dive into ESG ratings, and especially um, uh, how Rabobank is using those different ESG ratings. We have with us a couple of very interesting guests. We have here Marie-Claire Fransen-Aerts, who is head of sustainability strategy and climate program of Rabobank. We have Harman Haan uh, with us, who is ESG advisor at uh, the investor relations department of Rabobank. And last but not least, uh, we have with us Tim Willems. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we tend to call him the Cristiano Ronaldo of ESG ratings, but he, but he do, does much more. He does strategy and materiality as well. Mm. Welcome all. Very good to have you have you here and have you around. Yeah. Actually yeah, physical, yeah. but the, um, uh, which is very nice for us as well. Yeah. Maybe to kick off this this podcast, um, Marie-Claire, for, for the people who don't know yet, um, can you take us on board a little bit on um, uh, how Rabank looks at the topic of sustainability and how you have organized it? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. First of all, of course, thank you for having us here because this is very nice Welcome. and cozy in this living room. Um, and sustainability. Yeah, I think we should start with our mission, growing a better world together. And um, especially for a cooperative bank as Rabobank, um, I think that sustainability is, is something, you know, is in our strategy and is in, yeah, in everything we do daily. Um, and in 2020, uh, we formulated our new sustainability ambitions for the coming years. And while doing so, um, I remember that the managing board explicitly um, expressed the urgency to, to, to set higher ambitions and, and gave us two rules, two conditions. Um, firstly, uh, full integration, ownership and responsibility of the topic of sustainability within the core business and, and staff departments of our bank. Um, and secondly, um, also full integration of the topic in the performance management cycle of our bank. So no separate KPI lists or uh, monitoring dashboards, um, but yeah, really integrated in the plan, do, check, act cycle of what we do. And I think these two elements really help us now to engage our colleagues, um, but also really understand what our clients need and then eventually make impact. That's very interesting. I all, almost see another topic for podcast popping up here. <laughs> yeah. but, but we need to be strict today. Sorry yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. Um, no, good. Uh, but, but next time. But, uh, but uh, I'm curious. Um, uh, today we're going to talk about ESG ratings. And we have here Harman of the um, Investor Relations Department. Uh, and as a non-listed entity, um, using those ESG ratings, um, how come? C can you tell us? Yeah, sure. Uh, but first, uh, indeed, thank you for having us. Uh, very nice being here. Um, uh, investor relations in a non-listed bank is mainly focused at uh, debt investors. Uh, a bank needs uh, funding to fund its uh, activities. Uh, and we do that by raising uh, capital or uh, issuing debt instruments, instruments in the capital markets. Uh, we also do within investor relations the contact with the regular rating agencies, uh, which also uh, integrate ESG factors more and more into its uh, analysis and credit opinions. Um, and in line with that, we also have seen that uh, institutional investors such as banks, insurance companies, uh, asset managers, managers and the like, um, focus more and more on ESG factors over the past one and a half, maybe two years. It comes. Um, um, 
it comes uh, uh, on top of mind in every meeting we have with uh, with institutional investors. Um, and therefore, uh, in line with also what Marie Claire just uh, explained, uh, it comes natural to also integrate the ESG ratings in the investor relations uh, and rating agencies department. Yeah, all right, that, that's that's clear. So we we tend to to think of the equity side where ESG mm -hmm. ratings co come about, but indeed, of course, with the debt side, uh, it's, it's very relevant as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so uh, which of those ratings, there are a couple of out there, and, and I'll ask Tyne af after this to uh, to maybe shed some light on it, but which of those those ratings you currently use for this for this part? Yeah, we use a variety of, uh, of ratings eh, for all types of stakeholders and uh, audiences. For investors, I think currently um, Sustainalytics and MSCI are most uh, relevant or most important. Um, mainly uh, in Europe, uh, investors make use of the Sustainalytics rating and in the US and the rest of the world, uh, uh, the uh, MSCI rating is uh, more prominently uh, used. Uh, of course, there are also some, uh, well, maybe call it more niche rating agencies, which are used by smaller investors or investors with a specific uh, sustainability focus or uh, agenda. Yeah, it's interesting. So we heard Stanlytics, MSCI, and some niche. Uh, how do you look? Uh, do you look at it, Tain? Which what are the ratings out there, and do you see any developments in in it? Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of different ESG ratings, and due to the fact, as Mary Claire already mentioned, and Harmon also uh, acknowledged, the uh, interest into these ESG ratings and the use of the ESG ratings has been growing over the past years meaning that more and more ESG rating agencies are popping up, which uh, leads to a lot of complications or maybe also difficulties for organizations to define, okay, who are the, what are the most relevant uh, ESG rating agencies there are, and mm -hmm. which one do I need to use, or which could I can I use for my uh, investment decisions, or which could I comply or should I answer to towards receiving a uh, rating. Uh, but in the past years, we've seen our clients mainly focusing on especially sustainability and MSCI, mm -hmm. but also the Dow Jones Sustainability Index is a really uh, known one, which has been taken over by S&P Global, so the credit mm -hmm. rating agency, as well as VJ or Iris, which yep. uh, has been used by a lot of organizations, and uh, ISS Ocom, and then uh, another one that is very specific for uh, or related to climate change is the climate disclosure product for carbon Arm disclosure yeah. product yeah. project. So CDP, uh, this is also one of the most used uh, yeah, agencies or uh, ESG uh, organizations there. Yeah. And do you see it being so? So we here at Rabobank, we've learned that uh, that they use it on the <coughs> debt side of, of uh, investors. Do you see other purposes for those ESG ratings as well? Or yeah, from, from our perspective as a sustainable, we support our organizations uh, do better on those ESG ratings. So predominantly, there is a focus on, okay, how can we support our clients in achieving a higher score? Mm -hmm. But we do know that investors are using it to inform their investment decisions. Uh, so they are looking at the ESG ratings, ESG scoring of the organizations, and they gather the inform information from different rating agencies and try to use it to support their uh, investment decisions. So they don't use it as a single tool, mm -hmm. but as one of the toolboxes mm -hmm. uh, they can do to perform analysis on organizations and have a little bit better understanding on how specific organizations are performing on ESG-related yeah. issues and then make a well-informed decision on, okay, whether we should invest or whether they shouldn't invest or any other uh, Decisions they should Absolutely. Make. Yeah. And uh, we are now talking about investors, and of course, that's I think yep. one of the main stakeholders yep. for these ratings. But 
we see also many other stakeholders uh, requesting us for information on the sustainability on, on the, uh, the rating, such as uh, clients yeah. in their tenders, but also suppliers and of course NGOs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let us not forget, it's also a a good independent benchmark uh, on ESG topics, which yeah. we can use. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, of course, we're very uh, proud and happy that we score well on, on the ESG ratings, but it's then also not in the end the holy grail. I mean, it's not a goal by itself. It's, it's, it's a means to end. Yeah, yeah, it, gives, agree, it yeah. gives us input uh, to, to, well, to have a strategic direction, but uh, in the end, yeah, I mean, we have to look ahead always. Mm -hmm. And how how uh, how did it influence, if, if any? But how how did it influence your s maybe sustainability approach or ha have it sharped it or? Yeah. Or well, one of the nice things to mention is that uh, we do have um, sustainability related KPIs on managing board level within yep. Rabobank, um, cascading down into the organization. And since 2020, we do also have a managing board KPI on maintaining a good position in the ratings, yep. ESG ratings. And um, we did that for several reasons, um, uh, you know, stakeholders, uh, but also we think uh, we, we chose for that uh, rating uh, sustainalytics. We think it's, it's a, a broad, uh, well, it's well-developed broad set of indicators, uh, yearly updated, so mm -hmm. that also helps us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it, it helps us, of course, to benchmark. Uh, and sometimes also, I think, of course, first you have a strategic ambition, uh, but it's, it sharpens things. Yeah. And it helps also to uh, achieve certain things. Sure, because, yeah. of course, you have a strategic direction, yeah. but it just sometimes helps if you say, and it's also requested by the ratings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah we recognize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It is extra urgency. Yeah. It is also we must we must say this to our listeners as well. Also an administrative burden, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th I think I think yeah I hear Harman <laughs> laughing already, but uh, maybe you could take us on board a little bit how you've organized actually to achieve this high rating. So how is there any governance around? information you mm -hmm. need and that needs to be delivered and reported to such yeah a i wouldn't agency. call it uh, a strict or, or uh, official governance structure uh, yet maybe of course we work with you guys uh, yep, yep. on uh, on the input we uh, provide to the writing agencies um currently yeah, we are in the process of transferring uh well some or most of the uh, esg rating agencies from the sustainability department to investor relations uh, as i just explained also uh, in line with the uh, strategic ambition to embed it in the core of the uh, of the business mm -hmm. in this respect well investor relations um and well, of course eh, for the regular credit rating agencies uh, we know well our way uh, in the organization because we've doing it for years and uh, colleagues are aware of uh, uh, the input they need to provide and what it's being used for uh, and i hope that we can achieve the same with the esg ratings uh, that's already there um, eh, uh, there's a lot of colleagues internally who are involved in uh, preparing uh, the input and the ratings okay. uh, on the other hand uh, the field of esg ratings is in my opinion very much evolving and uh, in, in, prog in progress um, mm -hmm. so we need input probably from uh, other uh, colleagues going forward yep. uh, and those have uh, we have to engage with as well um, and I think um, uh, embedding it in performance management, providing e-learnings, etc., uh, etc., et also uh, help us to um, well uh, make colleagues realize um, what the importance is of these uh, ratings. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. If yeah, I can add one thing, I, I, what I also think that helps what we do within Rabobank, we don't see it as a one-off activity. No. So it's kind of a 
the continuous improvement loop, mm -hmm. yep. tapping into reporting. And so we engage with our internal stakeholders also on uh, the ratings during the whole year. Yep. So, yep. And, and I think yep. that keeps uh, them engaged as well. Uh, and for example, the approach MSCI takes uh, with ongoing um, yep. uh, providing feedback on your, uh, on your performance, uh, mm. that's an interesting approach actually, yeah. uh, instead of once a year, once every two years, but uh, it helps us uh, internally as well to uh, well keep striving for the best outcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you look? Do you look at it, Tain, as a let's say a relative outstander. How how is Rabobank doing, and are there any differences with maybe other clients who, yeah. who approach this? Yeah, it really depends on the specific uh, benchmark or ESG of rating course, you yeah. are working on. But what I do see at Rabobank is the, the, the link between the sustainability department and the investor relation, the collaboration between those two departments. While I remember from past years, it was only the sustainability department. Mm -hmm. And this year, the investor relation department really uh, engaged in the uh, uh, project. And uh, that's, on, that's a new... Uh, yeah, development I've seen uh, at Rabobank, mm -hmm. and which which I haven't seen yet at many of the other clients we uh, we support. It's mainly communication or the sustainability department, but with some engagement from uh, investor relation. I think there's a uh, it's yeah it gets probably better in uh, corporate within the organization as as a whole instead of being a one-off thing from the sustainability department every year. Yeah, and perhaps the tone at the top as well. If I hear correctly, mm -hmm. Marie-Claire, it's, 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 it's if, it, if it's at board level, it probably helps Absolutely. in raising awareness yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that um, maybe those ratings, this, this is a question to you, Marie-Claire, that, that do not necessarily grasp the full say, bandwidth of, of, of sustainability? Are there topics left out or you see maybe emerging topics that are not yet in? Or yeah, well, I think to a large extent, um, they grasp the full suite of Okay. topics however yeah. be, you know a good a good example is what we discussed is for instance last couple of years a lot of discussions have been around gender pay mm -hmm. uh, gaps mm -hmm. and, and disclosures mm -hmm. around that and that's something that we already see then in i think sustainalytics as yep. an indicator as from 2020 so right. that's okay and then also of course other topics like biodiversity for instance for banks that's something we see not so much yeah. yet in corporate in the ratings and then there's, of course, the question, how do these rating agencies determine what is material and yeah, what mm -hmm. not? Yeah. And, and you know, how is it related to materiality of how we de determine our own materiality yeah. or the investors? So, yeah, that's always interesting. I, uh, I see a new business line coming for us. <laughs> the materiality assessments for ESG for ratings. Mm -hmm. well. yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. And that's probably one of the biggest challenges uh, for ESG ratings and yeah. for the organization. To stay credible. Uh, they yeah. Write, yeah, to stay credible and yeah. how to make it quantifiable. Yeah, I also, agree. This is a very short podcast. We can talk for hours, yeah. of course. Um, <laughs> but we need to keep our listeners engaged as well. Um, but before, before we wrap up, maybe, um, and I will start with you, uh, Harman. Mm -hmm. uh, companies say, well, I want to get better in ESG ratings or, or adopt new ones, or uh, how do you go about it? What are two, uh, one, two, two, th three maybe tips you can give them? Yeah, I think, um, well, engagement, um, well, the tone at the top eh, is very important. Yep. Um, integration f in the business uh, and a cooperation between the sustainability department and the US relations uh, department makes sense uh, and uh, is an important step forward. Um, and a third one probably is that you uh, have to um, 
integrated in your reporting and disclosure as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, there was a lot going on in terms of uh, regulatory development, uh, disclosure requirements, etc. Uh, so that's an ongoing process, but yep. uh, I think that's an important one and that uh, ESG rating agencies will rely their uh, analysis more on public information uh, in the future. We see that as well. We see disclosure being crucial in all the transition, especially from the Green Deal that is coming. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Tain, how do you look at it? Do you have tips to add or, or th things from your experience that companies to take on board as well. No, yeah, well, what we see uh, some of the recent developments or also the remarks uh, initially made from uh, from outsiders or the investor world towards the ESG ratings, of course, yep. was the due to the fact that there was a growing amount of ESG ratings, yep. the correlation mm -hmm. of the the relation between the rating agencies itself and their scoring mm -hmm. uh, was a little bit, th there were questions about, okay, how can we compare our score on Sustainalytics? For example, with our score on MSCI, yep. and how can mm -hmm. I uh, have a high rating at one and a medium rating at the other one? Uh, so what we've seen in the past years is that, uh, for example, as mentioned before, the, the acquirement from S&P of the Dow Jones Sustainability Index and also the Moody's acquiring uh, Vijayo Iris. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Morningstar who also uh, had a mistake yeah. in uh, Sustainalytics. Uh, Crediting rating agencies getting involved in the ESG rating perspective, I hope the correlation between the different um, yeah, different ratings will improve uh, via that way. And I also think that the ESG ratings itself they ask for transparency from the organizations, so be transparent yeah. about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But the methodology they use to rate the agencies or rate the organizations isn't hasn't been that transparent uh, in the past. Yep. And I see that. That is also evolving. So Sustainalytics has been publishing their uh, ratings uh, publicly on their own webpage. Uh, S&P provided new information or more information on the scoring on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. And hopefully the transparency from the ESG ratings and the correlation and the robustness of those uh, things will improve in the coming years. So it can be used as a better tool for other stakeholders to make decisions upon. Yeah, good one. And it might be beneficial to, to map as an organization once those criteria come out to see how can I use information once, twice, and maybe towards the others yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Some developments maybe you want to add and maybe some tips, tricks from, from your experience, Marie-Claire. Mm, well, I do like what Tyne just, <laughs> just mentioned uh, on transparency. And I also think we all benefit from good communication between the rating agencies yep. on the one end and the companies being rated at the other end mm -hmm. and that's what we also see uh, developing and the, the one rating yeah you know has more room for that but i think it's crucial to ensure that the actual rating is based on up-to-date correct yep. and sound information Could i agree. mean that's what we all benefit yep. from so i think there's something we have to look at and yeah i had the other thing um, of course, uh, sometimes the, the indicators are kind of a, a check in the box. So mm -hmm. is there a policy in place? Yeah. Is there a plan of approach or an audit done? But it's not yet always about the actual performance mm -hmm. and yeah. progress. Uh, or yeah. impact. Yeah. Or impact, indeed. Yeah. And, and yeah, of course, it's very difficult. We all struggle with that. But yeah. um, I, I, would, I would love it if, if that will develop uh, soon because yeah. that will give our stakeholders and ourselves even more information yep. um, especially in sectors which aren't perceived as sustainable at all yeah yep. for example the tobacco industry yep. or the oil and gas sectors yep. they yeah. can achieve a higher High ESG ratings, ratings than yeah. for example in 
uh, organization that has a positive impact on the world, yeah. uh, but doesn't disclose it in uh, such a fashion. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's also one thing uh, that could be yeah. uh, improvement on, uh, I guess, yeah. towards the future. Yeah. Yeah, I probably data is the well most important issue that we uh, have to tackle uh, yeah. going forward, and the rating agencies as well, eh? and uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, well, uh, regulatory developments, TCFD, uh, EU taxonomy, Green Deal, yeah. Yeah. that probably will lead to uh, uh, far more information or data being available and comparable also b among Between issuers and yeah. Uh, yeah. sectors, yeah. etc., yeah, uh, and hence lead to uh, well better uh, comparability of the uh, outcome of those ratings. But eventually, uh, as uh, Marie-Claire also mentioned, uh, it's just a result of uh, your own strategy, ambitions and performance on uh, yeah. those topics. True. Yeah, and that's where we're going. So, uh, so I think um, I think we all agree there it needs to be comparable, transparent, so for, for use of the information to uh, to use it and make, make decisions upon it. Thanks all. I know time flew by. Yeah, Sorry about that. Um, having fun, hopefully. Um, thanks for being in, in, in this podcast. You're and thanks, listeners, for again listening in. Um, and as said, as I always say, uh, please stay tuned. We we'll, we'll can expect more uh, podcasts on, for instance, Taxonomy Part 2, some more reporting, and uh, probably one or two of our clients again want to share their success stories and pitfalls as well. So please stay tuned, and we'll uh, see and uh, listen again. Thanks. Bye bye.